2: And finally, a big sign of worry for Democrats from South Texas, where Republican Myra Flores decisively won a special election to replace a Democratic congressman who resigned his seat early. Her win is notable because she's going to represent a Latino district and will become the first ever Mexican-born congresswoman to serve in the House. It's also the first blue to red flip of a House district that was won by President Biden in 2020. And so it's an early warning sign for Democrats of potential things to come.
3: Y el día de ayer
4: fue una jornada de votación en Texas donde por primera vez, hay que decirlo en 10 años, los republicanos ganaron un escaño importante en la Cámara de Representantes que estaba en manos justamente de los demócratas.
5: Mayra Flores, republicana y asistente de salud de atención respiratoria, obtuvo una victoria significativa por el Distrito 34 en una elección especial el martes tras la renuncia del representante Filemón Vela y al superar por más de 2.000 votos a su oponente, el demócrata Dan Sánchez. Flores será la primera latina Republicana de Texas en el Congreso.
6: Finalmente, la elección especial de Texas otorga un escaño a los republicanos en la capa.
7: I'd like your take uh, as an economist and as someone who has worked in the Obama administration on uh, a number of Democrats, both in Congress and officials in the White House, pointing a finger at companies, saying price, price gouging. Uh, And we just learned from our Matt Egan, the White House is inviting the big oil execs next week to meet. This is after a White House official called their profits, quote, outrageous. And President Biden a few weeks ago said Exxon is making more money than God.
8: As an economist,
7: uh, what do you make of this White House argument that corporate greed is making the situation worse? Is there merit to it or is it politics?
9: Look, I think you can look at individual industries. The White House has talked about meat packing, shipping, and now it's talking about oil. And you could debate, you know, in each one of those industries, was there gouging? You know, what should be done about it? Um, I think right now, the main thing going on with oil is an increase in the global price of oil. That's the main thing I see. It's it's President Putin, not the oil companies. Um, But I don't think the White House is arguing that greed as a whole is causing inflation. That's why they've said They want the Fed, their number one policy recommendation is that the Fed needs to bring down inflation. It really is. Demand is very, very high.
5: Supply isn't high enough. When that happens, prices rise. The only way to solve it is more. We want to move to clean energy, and that's why the president and the bipartisan infrastructure law that was signed invests a significant amount of money to move in that direction.
3: Do you see this as a silver lining then to the pain many Americans are feeling it'll accelerate the move you mentioned? I
5: don't think there's a silver lining. I don't think there's pain does not have a silver lining. It is painful. But I do know that countries are accelerating um that toward clean energy i mean europe has got a whole strategy about moving away from russian fossil fuel
7: madam secretary at what point does this these prices what point do they become
5: unsustainable and two ironically does this push us closer to renewable energy yeah, I mean, I think the prices are unsustainable for many people right now. I mean, everyday citizens who are on fixed incomes paying huge amounts of money that they had not anticipated or budgeted for just to get to work. It's, it is unsustainable for many. And unfortunately, there's not a quick fix. However, your point about also accelerating our progress toward clean energy is very very important
10: so van there are concerns among some
8: democrats and we're now seeing them out there right so they're now putting their names behind it and we're hearing it publicly it had been private uh and now it's percolated up about whether biden should run in 2024. so i want to play an exchange from last night this is don lemon speaking to the press secretary queen jean-pierre
11: Does the president have the stamina, physically and mentally, do you think to continue on even after 2024?
0: Don, you're asking me this question. Oh my gosh, he's the president of the United States. You know, he, I can't even keep up with it. We just got back from New Mexico. We just got back um, from California. Uh, That is, uh, I, I, that is not a question that we should be even
8: asking. Okay. As David Axelrod says, and he's come out and put his name on it, he said, look, this is a person who, if they win, will be closer to 90 at the end of their second term than 80. And therefore these are very fair questions. Joe Biden said these were fair questions the last time when he was running. So do you have these questions?
9: Well, uh, I think everybody is looking very closely now. Uh, I, uh, when he does, when Biden does well, he does really well, that gun speech he gave, he was perfect, It it was powerful. When he does badly, when he stumbles, you get nervous and you wonder, is it just a stutter? Is he tired or something else there? And so I think that people are just looking. I mean, honestly, I think, I think a lot of Democrats are like, if, if this guy's ready to go, we're behind him. But if he's not ready to go, he should let us know. I think that's what's going
12: yeah. on. Yeah, I mean, I mean you see, look, guys, you saw, him, you saw him on Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel had to bail him out. It was a softball interview. He's he wandering through the desert and Kimmel's like well, throwing him a lifeline to get a commercial.
9: Look, I mean, I, I, the way I see it is he's uneven. When he does well, he does really, really well. And when he doesn't, he doesn't. And so the question is, which one do you focus on? The right wing loves to focus when he does uh, not as well. Uh, but, <laughs> not we, but, he, but we, got, we also got to recognize he's under more pressure than probably any president's been in for <laughs> 57 generations. And he's holding up uh, under it and doing reasonably well. So, but I, listen, if anybody says that Democrats aren't beginning to have these questions behind closed doors, that's not true. People are. But if he's ready to go, people, people in this party are ready to back him up.
8: I guess the question is, is this, you know, what, what happens at the midterms? What right. decision is made and how, to, how it's put out there? She knew. She, she's,
13: she had some tip-offs. But, uh,
11: yeah, but, but she uh,
13: doesn't understand where it came from.
11: Well, of course we understand where it, it comes from. Of course we do. Look at what happened on January 6th. We understand that people can be co-opted by certain people, certain individuals, certain groups, by the Internet. And we should not pretend that that does not happen, that people can be co-opted by bigotry and hatred, um, some of which our country was founded on. And some of which that we, most of which we haven't dealt with in our society. But liberals need to stop having a double standard when it comes to questions that we can ask Democrats and questions that we can ask Republicans. I reported a number of times, many times, on Donald Trump's fitness for office. And it is okay and expected for journalists to report on the current president President's fitness for office, whether that president is a Democrat or a Republican, we have to have the same standards for both. We have to. when we're, we're not leaving it there. <laughs> to be clear. It's, it's, we, we, ha- we cannot have a false sense of equivalency about what is happening when it comes to politics in our country. There's one party right now that's not operating, in fact, that has been m- misleading the American people, and that is the Republican Party. Sadly, of which I used to be a member of the Republican Party years ago. I'm not a member of any party right now, but we have to, we cannot pretend as journalists that it is equal, it is not. Democrats are doing their Democrat thing and they're being, you know, liberal and they want all these things, but that's the way normal politics operates and we can deal with those things. But what the Republican Party is doing now and not standing up for our democracy and being quiet, that is very dangerous. We cannot have all of, we cannot fight all of these things and make a better world and do what Larry Summers told me last night about getting our economy together if we don't have a functioning democracy. And so we as journalists need to stand up for that and not pretend that it's uh, that we can. But economists were predicting that all the
2: money being injected into the U.S. economy in 2020 and 2021 could help cause inflation. Doesn't President Biden bear some responsibility for how bad things are? No. If you look
4: at, uh, Jake, if you look at the president's three-pronged plan in the beginning, it was to pass the American Rescue Plan so we could get shots in arms, get schools back open, get the economy open, and not shut down again, which all happened. And then it was to go do the bipartisan infrastructure bill so that we could finally start investing in American infrastructure, creating jobs right here in the United States, jobs that pay well. And then the third prong was to reduce those household costs, the cost of health care, the cost of elder care the cost of child care and continue to bring household costs down and all of the economists said if we pass the last portion of it it would do that and so what you have is republicans purposely obstructing it and keeping it from happening then at the same time saying uh... inflation is high and we know we have work to do there but uh... the republican opposition just for the sake of opposition to legislation that would bring household costs down is what's continuing uh, to spark it. But the president also laid out his plan to continue to deal with inflation, to continue to deal with uh, rising gas prices. Uh, He wants to continue to pay down the debt. Uh, We've done that more than, or the president has done that more than any other president
11: Mm -hmm. uh,
4: in this short time period. And the question becomes, why won't the Republicans really, seriously take up the end of the president's agenda uh which would allow him to tax the rich so that we can continue to pay down uh the
2: debt reduce the deficit which would also reduce inflation well you're blaming that on republicans but democrats controlled the senate and it was two democrats
14: and welcome back to flyover politics podcast episode 606 it is the 18th of june year of our lord 2022 what a good show today, got some violent left to talk about that's being ignored, talk about a little J6, we our intro with all the craziness, they just don't fucking care, even though they let them spin, you got Don Lemon, oh my god, but more importantly, we have breaking news, oh my god, this is just beautiful. It's so beautiful because nothing's gonna happen. Stephen Colbert team was denied press credentials, was led into the Longworth later in the day by an aide to damn Massachusetts Rep Achu Klaus. A little more meat on the bone about seven-person associated late show with Stephen Colbert arrested by US Capitol Police for unlawful entry in a Longworth House office, office building. Fox is told the team Tried weeks ago to get credentials for the 1-6 committee hearing. The House Radio TV Gallery rejected the request from Colbert team out of hand because they're not news. The issue never even went to Radio TV Correspondents Association, which typically handles credentialing. In addition to regular capital paths, the special overlays required to the press who wants to be in the room, etc., for the 1-6 committee hearing. That said, the team could be in the office building if they were invited. And In fact, they Fox has told the Colbert team... Conducted interviews with Adam Schiff and Stephanie Murphy, fucking insurrectionists, given tours for the insurrection. They also interviewed Jake Akalas. Capitol Police shooed the Colbert team away from the 1 6 Committee area where they were spotted. Their interview capital were authorized and pre arranged through congressional aides. The members interviewed. However, the Colbert group left the House office building at some point. Fox told they were let back into the Longworth House office building sometimes around 4 p.m. The reason the aide believed the Colbert group had other interviews to do. After leaving the members' office of their last interview of the day, the production team stayed to film stand-ups and other final comedy elements in the hall where they were detained by Capitol Police. The group apparently then roamed the house office building unattended for hours. They were arrested near the office of Representative Laura Bober around 8.30 p.m. and charged with unlawful entry. They were in jail for part of the night before they were released Friday. Molly Hemingway. What did they know? The J6 committee and did they know about the Colbert insurrection at the Capitol? Others it's time to seize Adam Schiff's phone records to learn more about this role in the insurrection and by attempting attack on Lauren Bulber penetrated by the coup plotters he finally allowed illegally allowed into the building. Will democracy survive the Colbert insurrection? And that's our breaking news. yeah. Mm-hmm, with sound effects. I even got cheesy on that. Of course, there will be no charges. They'll be released. Nothing will happen to them because they're Democrats. But this is the same thing that happened to fucking Republicans who gave tours the day before. And those people never entered the building, but we've been playing like they led the insurrection. The media has been playing that. That's how we play this. That's your game. You make the rules. We just abide by the rules, and in my opinion, since this week alone, we've had people block shit and do all sorts of crazy shit. What is the DOJ doing? What are they doing? Because I, I personally just don't understand why we're still playing the this is the sum of all evil because some people went into the fucking capital. We have serious fucking bullshit going on. But more on that in a second. Let's get through some polling because I think it's really important to do polling. That's your inflation, folks. It's not good. It's all under Biden. It just keeps getting better. CNN's even reporting it. He's worse than fucking Jimmy Carter. But what is Biden and company doing? We're still... Don't look over here. Shiny objects again. Look over there. It's climate change. God damn it. That's why I play those preps with Granholm who owns major stock and battery manufacturers. He thinks of jobs, good-paying union jobs. We already went through that with fucking Obama, everything. Cylinder, ring a bell, folks? What is this one? This one's pretty good. Look at that. This has never happened in my lifetime, folks. It's never happened in my lifetime. But they really need this January 6th. These are Granholm's tweets, or uh, Jennifer Rubin's. This is terrifying. This is nothing short of horrifying, emotionally exhausting, horrifying, just stunning. No, nobody's watching. And I think the most important thing you can take out of everything before I play the J6 craziness is this soundbite by none other than Mr. I cry because Donald Trump got elected. I try I cry because the adults are back in the White House. Van Jones.
9: Becoming a party of the very high and the very low. Uh, if you pull out the working class, you've got people who are very well educated and very well off. Those people talk funny. Latinx. I've never met a Latinx. I've never met a BIPOC. I've never met you know all this, this weird stuff that these highly educated people say it's bizarre. Nobody talks that way at the barbershop, the nail salon, uh, the, 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 uh, the grocery store, uh, the community center. But that's how we talk now. So that's weird. And then the people who are very low down on the economic ladder need a bunch of stuff. You wind up over-promising, but oh, we're going to give you reparations to, to people at the bottom of the economic ladder, talking weird to appeal to people at the top of the economic ladder, and the work class walks away from you. That is the danger we're facing.
14: He's spot on. That's all you guys talk about. All we talk about is climate change, woke words, transgender crap. I mean, I was pushing all day on Twitter yesterday. The right really needs to push back. Put prayer back in kindergarten. Make Jesus' book reading events at libraries a thing. Because they're winning. Even though they're going to sterilize their kids, you know, a a fucking 20% of their kids now are all going to get sterilized and they're going to abort 50% of their kids. They're brainwashing everybody with this transgender bullshit. So put Jesus back in there. Push back. Why aren't we pushing it? That is their religion. The left has replaced God. There's this huge poll that Let me see if I can find it. I don't think I pulled it up. Where did I find that? Let me pause and find it. All right, sorry about that. I I just wanted to cover this. Um, More than 90% of Americans believe in God between 1944 and 2011. Now 81% of U.S. adults say they do, hitting a new low. Belief in God dropped the most... Among young adults, liberals, and Democrats, with these groups showing a drop of 10% or more percentage points compared to an average of polls from 2013 to 17, Gallup found. Stats for groups: liberals, 62% believe in a God, young adults, 68%, Democrats, 72%. The highest percentage is conservative Republicans with 92%. Because they've replaced religion completely. They decided, hey, we're going to make our own goddamn religion. And that religion is CRT and bullshit. So, of course, they are going to not believe in God. You've replaced God. That's why there's movies called God's Not Dead. And part of that... Is their perception of everything crazy and Twitter going bonkers? Paraphrasing Fox commentary is Brian Seltzer after today's 1-6 hearing. Powerful testimony, but the committee should have full slate of Republicans. 1-6 proves the country's institutions held. The coup plot was implausible. Hearing 2024 talk taints it with politics. It's all politics. This has nothing to do. WAPO sums it up, and I, this is a little big of a picture, so let me take it down. Nothing has changed what's going to happen. Nobody is buying it. In fact, there's actually proof they're getting pissed off, they're sick of it. Capitol Police Chief contradicts Barry Loudermick's narrative, get in their way. Surveillance footage shows tour led ladder milk to areas in the House Office Building as well as the entrance capital. Capitol. Individual on tour photograph recorded areas not typically of interest to tourists. Suspicious as fuck. It took many people on Capitol tours over the Capitol for meetings and none of them have behaved this way. We've never appropriately reckoned with how closely the U- U.S. adverted a massacre on Capitol Hill. Disturbing. Damning. They're blue on. And it's already been proven out of it's true. They didn't do anything. The biggest insurrectionist on the planet, Hillary Clinton, the latest January 6th hearing shows that Trump knew he lost the election. His own people told him he lost the election. He then chose to wage a criminal conspiracy to overturn the results and prevent the peaceful transfer of power for the first time in American history. Oh, really? Does Russia, Russia, Russia ring a bell? Because you did that for four years, even after it was proven false. You still led a coup. To get rid of him. That's what you did. So, no. The, the, the whole thing is just unfucking believ- believ- believable. They're even attaching, attacking Ginny Thompson- Thomas because she tweeted some stuff. And the biggest insurrectionist Republican. Is up 20 points over fucking Liz Cheney. She's done. NBC is about to pull the plug on its coverage of January 6th hearing a favor of the U.S. Open. And they did. So for our third time in a row, here's our media jerk off. I've edited it down. Of them just abort, just a orgasmically double pumping their cocks or vajayjays over fucking January 6th when it hasn't moved the needle at all. Nobody cares. They're too busy looking at gas prices and inflation and the pain they're having. And you lefties, because that's our next section. Real violence. I
15: love politics. The media jerk-off of the week.
16: So hot. Yes, so disintermediation, as they call it, Mm -hmm, allows mm -hmm. me to just go directly to news consumers without working for the man. (laughs) (laughs) And... And basically you know being the boss of me and if I wanted to talk to someone Trevor for a half an hour or even 45 minutes an hour about gun violence and why nothing has been done to reduce gun violence in this country I can do it I'm 65 years old I'm the boss of me I run my own show and I can speak out about the need for sensible gun laws and I can be an activist and everyone should be an activist <laughs> before before they have a fourth grader right. killed in his or her class, right. or before they have a grandparent killed buying a quart of milk. Right. Right?
6: Speak out
17: before as opposed to afterwards.
16: Yeah, so I feel incredibly liberated doing what I'm doing, and I have a daily newsletter that, um, you know, I can turn my lens on the issues that I think are important and really talk about
18: them so. Committee investigating the attack on the US Capitol is focusing on the man in the gray sweatshirt seen on surveillance video taking photos of staircases and hallways in the Capitol complex on January 5th the day before the attack a day later they say he was recording this video amid a crowd marching to the Capitol.
12: We're coming in like white on rice for Pelosi, Nadler,
19: (laughs) Schumer Even you, AOC,
14: we're coming to take you out. We'll pull you out by your
20: hairs.
18: The committee says he was part of a tour group led by Georgia Republican Barry Loudermilk, some taking pictures of security checkpoints. The congressman denied any wrongdoing.
19: I'm totally opposed and I condemn that kind of language. But no one in that group showed that type of aggression that day. I mean, they were, just, they were just here visiting.
18: CBS News reached a member of the congressman's visiting group, who also said it was not a reconnaissance mission. But the committee said the group stayed for several hours, on a day the complex was closed to the public, and photographed and recorded areas of the complex not typically of interest to tourists. Pennsylvania Democrat Brendan Boyle says this photo is a spot he's never seen photographed before, and was near a sensitive area.
12: That specific stairwell uh, was not too far away from where a
17: large concentration of members were taken that afternoon while the
18: insurrection was still going on in the Capitol. With the committee focused on this video, Congressman Loudermilk points to a report earlier this week from Capitol Police in which they say they reviewed the actions of that group from January 5th previously. Nicole, 2020.
3: Two is going to be the most consequential election of of, of our time because, as the reporting has shown, you've got hundreds of these 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 people who are literally running on the ideal that I'm going to overturn an election uh, if it doesn't go our way. Yeah, it, Nicole, we have a republic. Keep it. I think in 2022 we're going to find out whether or not you know Ben Franklin's refrain. We're going to answer Ben Franklin's refrain: whether or not we can keep this re- this republic. And if Republicans do win this election. To, to Dow's point in 2024, we're going to lose democracy. Can I get it real quick, because I want to double down on this campaign, this ideal. And it's, it's in campaigns, we have these ideals of, okay, to that, that third that Dow's talking about, they got to understand they have skin in the game. And right now, they don't really believe they have skin in the game, that's the point that Dow's making. Campaigns, we gotta we've gotta give them a reason to feel they have skin in the game, that this is important to them, that losing democracy is important to them. And whether it be not whether or not it be telling women that you know what, women, you think you're losing your rights now. What what do you think is gonna happen if we if we don't have democracy? You know what African Americans, particularly African American men who are showing the lowest motivation to turn out in this midterm, you think things are, are tough for you right now? Where do you think you're going to stand in a, in, a, in a country in America where there where there's no democracy, where they have absolutely no interest or at all in in respecting your respecting your respecting your rights? We've got to get. Let these people understand that they've got skin in this game and they've got and they got we got scared the hell out of them Because quite, quite frankly Nicole, they should be afraid that we're gonna lose our democracy.
6: First of all uh, yeah. louder milk should be called lying butter. Yeah right. <laughs> and <laughs> It should be so troubling to all of us, just how far the tentacles of January 6th extend Mm -hmm. into the Supreme Court, into the White House, into the Capitol, into Congress. They had inside help. They were there casing the place out. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to see that. You can see it plainly. (laughs) And the Capitol Police, though, I don't understand why they did release a statement that said, well, we've investigated this and there's nothing to see here. That part does actually concern me. Did they say that the next day
13: when he showed up on January 6th? Um, They they... they just said it recently. They just released a statement recently Uh saying
6: that they did review all of the video footage and they didn't find... Um, that this was sort of a reconnaissance tour. Mm. And I, I'm not sure why they did that, but tell the truth, he was casing the joint, is what he was doing. He was going to see where is Nadler's office, where is Pelosi's office, so that he could tip off these insurrectionists. I have a legal <laughs> notes. Louder, louder. <laughs> Congressman <laughs> louder Milk has denied any wrongdoing and accused the committee of a smear campaign, <laughs> claiming no one in his January 5th tour group has been criminally charged in relation to january 6. not yet
5: yet yeah that's the (laughs) that's the thing that's
21: the thing listen the truth
5: comes out in the wash they have all their stuff in order that's why they can send these things out say oh you didn't say that you said this didn't happen here's the proof you know how you can deny stuff that and then
7: a victory for mayra flores the QAnon-curious Republican who flipped a House seat in the Democratic stronghold of South Texas. We're in a situation right now where half of Americans, and that means Democrats and Republicans, have just told a poll recently, um, a, a you, Yahoo! YouGov poll, that America will cease to be a democracy in the future. What's not asked there is whether you're glad about that, because I think there's some people who are not unhappy with that outcome. That not everyone is is committed to the idea of this being a democracy.
22: No, I mean, look at uh, CPAC
17: was in Hungary. That's a competitive yes. autocracy. Peter Thiel literally says that democracy is inconsistent with freedom, and he's supporting all these candidates. Uh, these people are running to run elections who are election deniers. So uh, so clearly, once n- not all Republicans, but there's a chunk of people who literally are now saying that they don't want to see the results of our newer, diverse democracy.
7: Let's talk really quickly. We don't have a ton of time. Mayra Flores, this was a race which is a it had a tiny turnout, like less than fewer than 30,000 people voted. She flips this seat that had been traditionally Democratic. It's an 85% um, Hispanic. It's the second most Hispanic uh, apparently congressional district in America. She picks it up. But can you talk a little bit about this? Because Democrats really didn't even compete. She ran these really compelling personal ads about being born in Mexico. Her her husband is a, a member of the Border Patrol. Democrats didn't even play. There's 711,000 people in that district. Only 29,000 voted. This is a problem, right?
14: Well, let, let me just say, this is what I call an astroturf, astroturf mirage victory by the Republicans, because they threw about
15: eight or nine million dollars to capture this seat. Joy, the Democrats are going to
23: regain this seat in the November elections. They refuse to cover this. They don't think it's news. The fact that Trump officials, people close to the president, are showing that they thought he was completely detached from reality and they were trying to hold the line while our democracy was being pulled apart. Like, this is not an argument as to whether or not it is the truth being laid out before the eyes of the American people. It's not an argument that this is an important news story that should be covered by legitimate news organization. And yet we have this problem. Uh,
11: well, the
24: uh, milk thing? Yeah. This guy who was like, you know, he said, oh, no, we didn't give any tours. Nothing wrong with any tours. And it ends up he's got a guy that's telling all the Democrats on January 6th he's coming to get them. And the day before, he's taking pictures of security spots and, you know, and and people say, oh, you can't prove anything. I said, look, I've given a few of these tours. If I'm giving a tour on any day of the year and a guy's stopping and taking a picture of like metal detectors, taking a picture of entries, you know, I'd stop and say, hey, 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 Inspector Clouseau, put the camera (laughs) down or I'm going to make you eat it. Now, let's go upstairs and look at the statue of Will Rogers. Rub his foot. Brings you good luck.
23: There's a, a whole disinformation arm right. uh, online that we have people, we're working on covering the news about what is happening with our democracy, and there are, v- you know, viewers that are not getting it. Donald Trump
24: and uh, Trumpists, over the past five years, have done two things. One, they've trashed the trash press. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump admitted early on to Leslie Solemn going, to attack the press constantly so nobody will believe when they write negative stories about me. And then they had alternate realities that they channeled through other media outlets. And I mean, it's, I'm sorry, it's what strong men do in mm-hmm. third world countries. It's what strong men have been doing forever. It's its, yep. it's a pure, it's pure propaganda. And, there are massive networks and corporations that are feeding right into it and making a lot of money feeding people lies.
12: Yeah, it's right out of dictator 101, is to break down, Eddie's exactly right, the fourth estate.
24: And, and, and really what they do is, uh, what, what enemies of, of press freedom and what, what, what people who want Donald Trump to be a dictator do is, they, and, and we've seen it, they'll look through the thousands and thousands of New York Times and Washington Post stories. And then they'll find an article that they didn't get right. Mm -hmm. And then we'll hear
11: about it for weeks.
3: You just heard Sarah's report
24: there. What's the big
17: takeaway for you?
11: Uh, Is that uh, this is what you say to your friends about racism and about bigotry is the big takeaway. And this is the equipment that they had. That's what separates, quite honestly, this crazy, which is of another magnitude just from your every average, uh, everyday, hate-filled, bigot this is beyond these are people who all came together 30 some people and i would imagine that there are more somewhere else and that they're recruiting more people 30 some young men who are you know people who are trying to celebrate pride who are trying to celebrate quite frankly the the joys and the freedoms and the luxuries of being an american which is afforded should be afforded to all of us uh, and they want to go against that and create harm and havoc the thing that got me is and sarah said it that they wanted to raise a voice against the moral depravity which which permits events such as like this As this to take place not even the considering right the hypocrisy here their own moral depravity of trying to disrupt this event and possibly harm people this goes against the laws of america the laws of our society and definitely against the laws of any religion that i have ever read about that i know about so that's their own hypocrisy here
13: the mother of one of the guys of one of the 31 who is from utah he's from utah spoke to the Daily Beast. And I think we all have a question about what prompts someone to do this or to join a group like this. And she says, this isn't the son I raised. But she felt that he was looking for some kind of brotherhood, that he was actually brought in, in part, by the community that this group gave to him after some personal issues that he was having in his life. I wonder what you think about that.
11: Look, it's... um... I have empathy for people who are dealing with this, especially a mother. You know, I can only imagine my mother and you as a mother going through this. But I'm always surprised when people say I had no idea or didn't know.
13: She knew. She, she's, but, she had some tip-offs. But, uh, yeah, but, but she doesn't understand where it came from.
11: Well, of course we understand where it, it comes from. Of course we do. Look at what happened on January 6th. We understand that people can be co-opted by certain people, certain individuals, certain groups, by the Internet. And we should not pretend that that does not happen, that people can be co-opted by bigotry and hatred, um, some of which our country was founded on, and some of which that we, most of which we haven't dealt with in our society. And we, listen, we're talking about um, now, we are dealing with in a, in, a, in a very big way, the dangers of not standing up for our democracy, not standing up for what's right in our society. And if you don't do that, then you get an insurrection, Then you get a patriot uh, front, the patriot front, and the idea that they use the term patriot, that they have co-opted this term patriot, to uh, to mean something that is really just bastardized a term patriot. That's not what a patriot is. Patriots don't do this.
13: And she said that pulled him in. Yeah, that bastardization of that word of
11: the word patriot. That's not what patriot. We have this idea that patriotism is something that we you know we stand up and you know for the flag and put our hands over our heart patriotism is something that is active that we have to we have to you know make sure every day that we live up to the ideals of patriotism it's not just pretending that we're patriots because we can carry a gun because we can walk around a group of us looking like we work at a best buy if you want to wear khakis and blue shirts like that go get a job at a best buy don't try to harm your fellow americans
2: don one thing that has been interesting to me and i've been hearing this more from people is. We, you can never go back, of course, and be a Monday morning quarterback. But what you wonder is, would it have been better if Pelosi had allowed McCarthy to appoint some Republicans? It would have been disruptive. But would that have created an atmosphere where people who now say, oh, I'm not going to watch that. That's just a kangaroo court. Would it have been better if we had truly had a bipartisan committee there? even though you would have disruptors, because that's what gave Watergate the power. It was Republicans who finally turned against Nixon. The public turned against Nixon. In the beginning, many of them supported him. But at the end, they said, no, the evidence was too much. So it's something we have to ask ourselves. And, and I think also, Don, that uh, do, do you despite want all of this, that, whether people watch or not. I know it was
11: rhetorical. My answer is yeah. no. No. This is in 1970. You don't think? No, this is in 1973. And, yeah, and mucking up the process with, and I, I think it was truly bipartisan because they offered them, she offered them an opportunity to put sensible Republicans on the committee, and he refused. She offered him the opportunity to, to, to really- so
20: You're gonna turn around and tell 78 plus million people in this country that your theory is this is how you're gonna invalidate their votes because you think the election was stolen? And I said, they're not gonna to tolerate that. He said, you're gonna cause riots in the streets. And he said, words to the effect of, there's been violence in the history of our country, Eric, to protect the democracy or protect the Republic. So Phil, what he's talking about
11: here is John Eastman, the lawyer advising the president, but is it clear to you that Trump was also willing to accept violence to stay in power? Heck no. There's two questions here. There's a question of whether I
12: think the president did the right thing. No, there's a question of what I think the Department of Justice will do. Let me give you a couple perspectives, Don. Number one, what's the likelihood you could win a conspiracy case? That is a really difficult case to prove not only what happened, but what people were thinking when they uh, went down the path that happened on January 6th. Very difficult to prove. That's gonna take a lot of people and millions of dollars to pursue. So let's guess that you don't win that case. If you don't win that case at the back end, if you're the Department of Justice, Merrick Garland, the Attorney General, you, you are perceived to be someone who's pursuing Donald Trump because you have partisan political interests. I'm not saying that Trump did the right thing. I'm not saying that the case is the wrong thing. I'm saying if you're at the Department of Justice, the likelihood you win that case is low. The risk of losing that case is high. I wouldn't pursue it if I were the attorney. Even if General people are Don. telling
11: you what they thought and that they're telling you that the, the, they were inspired yeah, but, to act. Sure, yeah, but sure, but the
12: president's president. going to say, My advisors told me I won. I thought I won. That wasn't a conspiracy. I tried to do something. No, but none of his advisors th- told him that he won. Not oh, one of his oh, advisors uh, told him uh, he won. Don, you've got to go not to the court of public opinion, but to the court of law.
11: No, no, I... no, 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 hold on. You're not hearing what I'm saying. I'm hearing Every you. single person who testified, his advisors told him, and I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying on this one, every advisor, on this one, you're wrong. Every single advisor told him that he lost. No, you're wrong. The only, wrong. People, who told, no, the only Don, people who told him that you're he won wrong. was Rudy Giuliani you're and the wrong. crazy... Uh, uh, you know, the uh, voting box people.
12: Don't you think the defense can find witnesses who said the president thought that he won? Come on, Don. The defense is going to p- find people who said the president believed he was right how can this be a conspiracy if the president said he was trying to defend you democracy didn't ask
11: me we didn't talk about you said the you said that the president's advisors told him that he won not one Correct. of the president's advisors told him he won
12: i don't buy it i'm going to tell you defense attorneys are going to find people okay. who say the president thought he won
11: fine okay let's go don uh, come on no i just don't <laughs> see how in when he had 60 different court cases there is no way in hell that he thought that he won, and no one with any sense told him that he won. I, I, t- you're not making sense. I'm sorry. You're not making sense right now, Phil. All right. You okay. lose, but go ahead. All right. Yeah, I, I, show me the evidence. i, I t- Present to me one person who told him that he won, an advisor. Which advisor told him he won?
12: I'm just saying, are you going to tell me, Don, are you going to tell me, yes or no, that you cannot def- Find a defense witness who says the president. I'm not saying you can't yes find no. one, but to
11: this point, oh, there, isn't on, there is not one. there is not one. I'm asking on. you to tell You're me one at- person who's to- one advisor, legitimate advisor, who testified to the committee. Who, and well, they told him that Donald Trump won. Because
12: they told the committee something different than they told the oh, president. Phil, you oh, you are. come on. Come
11: on, man. You're fishing for. Oh, do, did, you, what,
12: did you read Scott, the press reports about course, the difference between what people said two years it's ago It's not about the press, they press they reports. I read
11: the evidence. The oh, evidence has presented. You're wrong. It, I, okay, fine. Uh, if that makes you happy, then you're doing exactly what <laughs> yes. Trump and Giuliani did. So if that yes. makes you feel good, then yes, go. Yes, I am. So, Scott, another.
10: We've known that there was a phone call between Donald Trump and then Vice President Pence the morning of January 6th. It's the last ditch effort where Trump is trying to pressure Pence to help him overturn the election. And I thought it was extraordinary because we see um, recordings. These are all Trump insiders. These are young aides and staffers. Uh, Nick Luna, the body man. Sarah Matthews, who I believe worked in the press office, describing what it was like. Nick Luna, I remember hearing the word wimp. Uh, Keith Kellogg, who's a Trump loyalist, saying it was a different tone. Uh, Ivanka tells her chief of staff, Julie, Julie Radford, that her dad just had an upsetting conversation with we, the actually, vice president. Why don't,
2: why don't okay. we just run that video, because we do have that, that excerpt uh, of them talking about specifically The phone call between Donald Trump and Mike Pence on the morning of January 6th, after Pence has made it clear, he is not going to bend to Trump's pressure campaign to try to overrule and undermine an American election.
20: Let's roll that tape. Who do you recall being in the Oval Office? Uh, Don Jr., Eric, Laura, Kimberly. I believe Meadows was there. At some point Ivanka came in.
25: When I entered the office the second time, he was on the telephone with who I later found out to be was the the vice president
20: started off as a calmer tone and everything and then became heated
25: the conversation was was pretty heated
2: I remember hearing the word wimp either he called him a wimp I don't remember if he said you
16: are a wimp you'll be a wimp wimp is the word I remember it was a different tone than I'd heard
1: him take um, with the vice president before
26: do you remember what she said her father called him the P
2: word. So that, uh, in, in fact, the, the word uh, was not wimp, it was pussy uh, that Donald Trump was calling uh, Vice President Pence.
18: Right. A coalition of pro-life groups is demanding action from Attorney General General Merrick Garland against the wave of what it considers terrorism and intimidation by pro-choice activists. A letter from the coalition says the relative silence from the administration is endangering Americans even more. It cites attacks and vandalism on pregnancy centers and the attempted assassination of Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh.
14: So much tomfoolery, so much fucking tomfoolery going on. Because we're ignoring assassination attempts. We're, we're ignoring all sorts of shit. And he, here is just a taste. It, it's not even that many fucking things. Occupy Democrats. The American Muckrackers Pack alleges that Lauren Borbert used to be an unlicensed paid escort and met clients using a sugar daddy website. Allegedly, her escort work led her to having an abortion. The facts are still unconfirmed. Retune if you think that sounds true. HuffPo pushing, let's find safe havens, all the articles to get people. You're not going to be able to kill your baby. It's so horrible. Pro-abortion group declares open season on Crisis Pregnancy Center. I'm not going to put slides up. I'm just going to read shit, and we're going to start with this soundbite. This is them. There's no infiltration. You know, we arrested some dudes that nobody heard of. They're supposedly white supremacists like QAnon, some northern pack. Before they could protest, they were arrested. They were infiltrated. We talked about QAnon, fucking Proud Boys, Boogaloo Boys, Hootie Boo Boo, Chitty Wah Ma. Names are just making the fuck up. We've arrested over fucking 800 people for walking in the fucking Capitol. This is them talking... And they firebomb six pregnancy crisis centers.
18: No arrests.
27: You have seen that we are real. We are not merely pushing empty words. We are not one group, but many. We were unsurprised to see 30 days come and 30 days pass with no sign of consilience. From here forward, any anti choice group who closes their doors and stops operating will no longer be a target. But until you do, it's open season, and we know where your operations are. The infrastructure of the enslavers will not survive. You are already one of us. Everyone with the urge to paint, to burn, to cut, to jam, now is the time. Go forth and manifest the things you wish to see. Stay safe, and practice your cursive.
14: Jane's Revenge. So, where's the court? Hmm? Your thirty days expired yesterday. Now the leash is off. Jane's Revenge, a terrorist far-left group connected to Antifa that carries out attacks targeting religious buildings and pregnant centers, has released a new statement saying it's open season. It's all over Twitter. It's not taken down. Uh, not going anywhere. It's not a bad thing. It, it's. WAPO, Lacey Wooden Holloway, walked through Chevy Chase on Wednesday night, pausing to stick flyers on her fence and trees and utility boxes. She was advertising an abortion right protest here in her neighborhood in front of the home of Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh. She's furious at the thought of a world without Roe, What if that mostly male justices are making the decision for millions of women, and that Kavanaugh has been accused of sexual assault, which he denied could be one of them. If the conservative justice are considering rolling back a precedence that protects what people choose to do with their own bodies, she says the no home address is out of bounds which he has done wrong in the eyes of harassers, was organizing peaceful protests outside of homes of Supreme Court justices. He began October 2021, but garnered more attention after a draft opinion was leaked indicating the court's conservatives were planning. Your protest is going to end poorly for you, wrote another stranger, and he was not wrong. Over the following weeks, Wooten Holloway received dozens of threats, was forced to quit their job, and is at least temporarily relocating from D.C. I feel unsafe, basically, all the time now. Loving pictures. She's so heroic. Raleigh Restaurant. Canceled the reservation for a conservative group of moms that are scheduled to enjoy happy hour at the brewery. This woman took credit for the cancellation.
21: Hey, moms for Liberty of Wake County. I heard y'all had to change venues. That's such a shame. I wonder who would have done something like that. Oh, wait, I know exactly who it was. It was me, Catherine for justice. And I'm not stopping. And I brought a whole lot of friends. You know what's the funniest thing about this to me? You had to make the reservation anonymously because you knew no business in this area would want you here knowingly. At least none of the ones with enough caliber to be in downtown Raleigh. You know what else we did? We didn't just make you change venues. We shut down your whole conversation, baby girl. We done been all up over that website. We know you turned off accepting applications without being screened. Guess what that means? Your conversation and ability to communicate just got a whole lot harder. By the way, there's more than one imposter among your ranks, so have fun figuring out how many of us there are. So I took a screenshot of the email. And I send it to the business and I just let them know, like, hey, this is about to go down and I'm pretty sure my group's gonna do something in counter. Um, so I would highly recommend that this event get cancelled because I don't really know what's gonna go down.
14: It's just like the red hand all over and they're supported. Influence watch, James Reg is a far Jane's Revenge is a far left extremist group which claimed responsibility for attack against the anti abortion group's office, anti-abortion, not a pregnancy center. In May 2022, after leaks revealed the U.S. Supreme Court was set to overturn Roe v. Wade, found a constitutional right on abortion. The group's name is referenced to Jane's Collective, an underground organization in Chicago that helped women obtain abortions. Jane's Revenge claims membership in the United States and Willington to commit future attacks. Uh, their website, Night of Rape, an autonomous call to action against patriarchal supremacy. And this shit is all fuck a motherfucker up. An autonomous... There's like six or seven websites. They're all over the place. It's the same stuff. Another communique. Um, you have seen that we are real. It was carried on janesrevenge.org website. Extremist group. But it's a good one because they fight for them. Yeah. Okay. Suspect throw lit road fare into Washington GOP representative's office. A flare landed on masonry floor, caught it on fire. Here's videos. Not going to play it. Nothing happened to him. No national news. Tom Cotton Garland must resign over DAJ, DOJ inaction on Jane's revenge. There are over 50 attacks on pro life and churches since this started. 50. Biden must unequivocally condemn attacks on pro-life pregnancy centers and peaceful advocates. There's calls everywhere. Biden DOJ drops case against rioter to try to torch NYPD cruiser. Those two kids they got off. But Biden conservative extremists threaten Roe and free speech. That's why you see so many of those sound bites, and I play them. That's what. They're going with. They're just pushing that there's white supremacy everywhere. It's out of control. And something we don't talk about a lot. Here's a wife. No media was present. Of a J6. Prisoner of war, basically, because we're now over 18 months.
1: Thank you for having me to hear. And thank you for all the people that stand before me and behind me that have taken the time to. Shall share the true story about what happened on January 6th and uncover the truth of what's going on in the D.C. Gulag. I am the wife of Ryan Nichols. He is a husband, a father of two young boys, ages five and just eight. I, I stand here next to Patty Nichols and Don Nichols. And my husband has not seen his children in 514 days. My children do not remember what their father looks like. We have been denied access to see him, not even on video. Have we been access, been denied access to see him, not even on video due to COVID. My husband is a Marine veteran. He served his country honorably. He has not been convicted of any crime and he has no criminal history. He has been labeled as an insurrectionist and the narrative that they are trying to play is inaccurate. My husband owns a non-co-profit called Rescue the Universe, where he goes all around the nation rescuing elderly women, children, and animals in hurricanes and natural disasters. He's a hero in his community. And he's been featured on Ellen DeGeneres and many other media stations for his rescue efforts. That is who Ryan Nichols is. My husband, has been denied access to due process, all of his constitutional rights, which he served his country honorably for. He's been denied access to see his family. He's been denied access to sunlight and nutritional diet. He's been denied access to have a haircut and to shave and to clip his fingernails and his toenails and the guards in the DC gulag told him to chew his toenails off. This is the way that American citizens are being treated here in this country. It is wrong. It is unconstitutional. It is absolutely disgusting. And I share my testimony here today for everyone in every America to wake up to the truth about what is happening. You guys are being blindsided and brainwashed by the left, by the DOJ, and by the January 6th committee. They're not telling the truth. They're only telling you one side of the story. They're covering up the truth and America deserves the truth. Like Joseph McBride said, they only played one part of that video. It was completely edited and I demand them to uncover the truth, release the tapes because America deserves that. My husband is not an insurrectionist. He's a Marine veteran. He served four years to serve his country. And this is the way veterans are being treated in America. It is disgusting. This is a nightmare. My family is suffering, my children are suffering, and we need help. We call on congressmen and women, we call on the Republicans to rise up, and I demand you to come forth. I demand you to do your job and do what you took an oath under, under God to defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. This is not the America that we once knew. It is disgusting. I share this testimony for all the women and children that are watching that were too scared and feared for their life to come today because they've been harassed by CNN, by MSNBC, and been told that they will spend the rest of their life in prison. This is disgusting. And I ask you, do your research so that you can uncover the truth about what really happened on January 6th. Ryan is known for running to danger and his rescue efforts to help women. And that is exactly what he was doing on January 6th. Ryan could get last thing, and I'll make this quick. Most of you have watched the congressional hearings or have heard about them, and we are not going to get a fair trial in DC because of the one sided narrative. The videos that they're showing have been edited to fit their narrative. I've seen the same videos. The DOJ and the January 6th committee are hiding the truth from America and only showing one side of the story. America deserves the truth. Release the full unedited tapes and tell the truth for once. Thank you and God bless America.
14: That's third world shit, man. That's fucking third world shit. That ain't America. We're letting people off the firebomb fucking cops the same week and got people still in jail for parading. John Solomon, whistleblower, admits he was paid 45 k to illegally ballot harvest in Georgia 2020 presidential election and 2021 Senate runoffs. Nobody's covering it. Another New York City neighborhood. I bet Jessica Valentine had no exposure. Here's another liberal about crime. Feeling unsafe and being unsafe are very different things, and I promise you the homeless person you're so afraid of is in a lot more imminent danger than you are. I'm a third-generation native New Yorker, and the only times I felt unsafe here was thanks to regular-ass dudes harassing me, like relationships and marriage and a lot more. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 blah. They don't care about crime. They never do.
8: Extremists fueling attacks against the LGBTQ plus community during this pride month as NBC News is reporting. Remember, we saw the arrests of those 31 white nationalists in Idaho last weekend, allegedly on their way to a pride event. But online, right wing personalities have inundated LGBTQ allies and activists with threats, forcing them to cancel some events altogether. Consider this. Mentions of Drag Queen's Story Hour on Twitter went up 777% in the last month, according to data provided to NBC News by a social media intelligence company. Since then, since all those mentions, we've seen members of the Proud Boys storm a local library hosting one of these events, harassing the performer, forcing the library to boost its security. And a California state senator got a bomb threat for joking about making Drag queen Story Hour part of school curriculum. NBC News digital senior reporter Ben Collins has just dropped this piece on NBCnews.com. He has, uh, as he often does, gotten to a camera for us to share more about your reporting. So, Ben, the floor is yours.
26: Yeah, so I think a lot of people thought that was a one-and-done thing on Saturday where they saw those 31 masked men pulled out of the U-Haul in Idaho. But it is just the beginning of what these people are trying to pull up. Like you talked about, there was that Proud Boys uh, storming a, uh, a, a drag queen story hour in California. But they have been arranging similar things in texas and arizona maybe not at the militia level but at the personal level uh it doesn't require a whole bunch of people to do that they're also sending uh you know a bunch of these people have sent threats to trans rights rallies one in georgia you know i talked to the organizers they received one the same night as this curdling bust and had to cancel their event for the next day so this is something that you're seeing increasingly in these spaces they're obsessed with this drag queen story hour thing uh they are not letting go of it and they are trying to get them canceled
8: You interviewed California State Senator Scott Wiener, who got that bomb threat that we mentioned in the introduction. He called the attacks part of a, in his words, very orchestrated attack machine. How is it, Ben, that that machine has managed to grow so quickly, even in just, like, the last few weeks, the last
26: month? Well, first of all, they're focused on Pride Month. They don't like the concept that, you know, corporations, for example, are backing LGBTQ uh, causes. However, uh, this has been going on for months and months. This whole groomer panic, the idea that, for example, Disney movies are grooming children to become mm. gay or trans. This was a big thing in the last few months. The difference is now they are targeting very specific events because it's Pride Month. There are a lot of Pride Month events out there hosted by, you know, things like local libraries or schools or, you know, private companies as well. So that's, that's the issue here. They have taken this abstract concept that they were upset about in the last few months and they've made it a thing in a very real space.
8: You're talking about sort of extremism online and the link to the real world. And there is a political piece of this, too, because more than 300 anti-LGBTQ bills have been introduced in state legislatures in 2022 across the country, um, according to the human rights campaign. We've covered that issue, that topic on our show frequently, Ben. And I wonder if you can speak to sort of what we're seeing in, the, in these state capitals and how you see that as connecting to what we see online. Um, not a direct connection, but at least in sort of that, that overall discussion.
26: Yeah, that's what you see. You know, I talked to the SPLC, I talked to Michael Hayden there, and he's talking about how it's this big machine now, and it all operates in the same way. It's the same sort of infrastructure of the critical race theory panic, where people would find these examples in local schools, and they would blow them either out of proportion or, you know, take them out of context and say, you know, this is proof that they are trying to indoctrinate your children. And that's what happened. There were some accounts that came out of that. That have now shifted their focus entirely to anti-LGBTQ causes. For example, there's this there's this account called Libs of TikTok, which is a big driver oh, in yeah. this space, and they are constantly showing what they believe to be examples of the excesses of the LGBTQ community, and adding things like the sentence, you know, we are we live in hell or we are in hell to the end of it, uh, and it drives these communities, these these anti-trans communities, to action, and they now they identify very specific events. Curdoline was one of those events, that Proud Boys, uh, you know, uh, event at the uh, Drag Queen Story Hours, another one of those events. They are telling people that these are real life spaces where these things are happening. They're trying to, you know, they say indoctrinate or groom your children at these spaces, and they want to get those things shut down.
8: Ben Collins, um, as always, I commend folks to read your piece on NBC News Digital. Ben, we're always glad to have you on the show with your reporting. Thank you so much.
5: Violent crime is spiking on the streets of
19: LA. Tonight, there is trouble in Paris. Police are warning people about an alarming increase in follow-home robberies. Robberies in broad daylight, heists on the tracks, and homicides on the rise, all amplified on local airwaves as a growing sense of unease grips the city. The surge in violent crime and a shift in the public's perception, shaking the ground in Southern California.
26: Look, it's horrifying
19: a troubling reality for Los Angeles District Attorney George Gascon. We're seeing crime going up in, in many cities across the country. We're seeing progressive prosecutors like yourself under fire. Do you think that that's an accurate representation, that progressive prosecutors equal rises in crime?
26: I mean, here, here's the problem. Some of the more conservative counties here in California have higher per capita violence than we do. But you never see anybody blaming those prosecutors.
19: While many criminal justice experts say it's difficult to draw direct connections to Gascon's policies, the surge in crime echoing across the country has put intense political pressure on his reform agenda. Earlier this month, San Francisco voted to oust its progressive DA. Gascone has also backtracked on some of his policies, allowing for exceptions to his ban on trying juveniles as adults and his directive to seek zero bail for misdemeanors and nonviolent felonies. There's a lot of perception that things are getting worse. If they don't get better, is that all going to come be laid at the feet of, of- progressives and criminal justice reform efforts?
26: I'm very fearful that that is happening already. Alright, you can take a picture and
18: send it to me. Base I've just been attacked. I just shot's fired, shots fired. Don't move. Don't move. Shots fired! Shots fired! Don't move! Don't move! Don't move! Don't fire! Oh my god! Holy shit! Stay in your car, man. Don't move. Don't move. He's down, base. Send a medic. Send a medic.
14: Where? Where is the LGB2 harassment? Where is the genocide you speak of so often? Then you hear Holt blame the local media for the crime stuff. For sensationalizing it. And you have that cop segment. Yeah. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Sure. Okay. You guys are fucking on it, on it. You fucking idiots. So let's do our Biden segment, segment, and then we'll do a little guns, and we'll do a little uh, cleanup and head to
20: woke.
28: They can drill so the hell won't have it, but they're not doing it, number two. Number three, I think we're going to be in a position where we're going
25: to... So, do
0: Mr. President, you still consider it in India, 1.2, 1.2 billion people in India
28: are waiting for you to visit India. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: I've
0: been to India twice, and I'll be back to India.
1: My relationship with India. I know that in places across the country, like Florida, Texas, or Alabama, rights are under attack, and we know that in small towns and big cities, prejudice and discrimination still lurk.
28: Pride is back at the White House. Oh. From, from day one — from day one, this has been the most pro-equality administration in history, led by guys like Pete Buttigieg and so many others. I think we have more LGBTQ-plus people than any administration or every administration combined. No, I I really mean it.
14: I I, I really mean it. Because
28: I promised when I got elected, I wanted my administration to look like America, look like America across the board. And we've done that. A record number of out and proud appointees at every single level of our government. And by the way, my sympathies to your the family of your, F, uh, uh, their, your CFO, who uh, un, dropped dead very unexpectedly. My best to their family. It's tough stuff. I spoke to the CEO of Joanne Stores. Wade is here. Wade, stand up so everybody sees you here. Wade McCallum. And by the way, my sympathies to your the family of your. uh, uh, — your CFO, who uh, dropped dead very unexpectedly. My best to their family. It's tough stuff. But you know what he told me? He told me his shipping cost rose by $100 million — more than the company's entire profit margin that year — by $100 million.
26: A who did business with your
29: son.
1: So <laughs> Why have you stopped
7: taking questions from friends?
10: What are you afraid of?
14: So this congressman decided to put out this red flag bullshit, and it's all over Twitter. Everybody's carrying all the left, every town, all that. It's just lying to your face. Twitter law school thread on red flag laws and how they will absolutely be abused and infuriating must-read. But before I do it, this was the counter by the left or the right, and I think it's just fucking spot-on. It's just fucking... Spot the fuck on. It isn't used to get guns out of crazy people's hands. It's used as abuse. This is Jane, a radical progressive. Uh, Jane works at the same company as Randy who posts content on his scary guns and target shooting. Triggered by this content and knowing that Randy recently argued with his boss, Jane reports him to the authorities. Leftist-controlled police department is forced to ask court to seize Randy's guns. Randy is unable to defend himself in court or counter the evidence. Anti-2A judge infringes on Randy's 2A rights. And that's how it works. It is not done to help people. It's not done to protect people. It is going to be used to bash it. But before we get to the 2A, the latest wave of new firearm owners shreds another anti-gun narrative. Two days after a white man shot and killed 10 black men in buffalo, Michael Mooney reverses thinking about possessing a firearm. He's a black guy. He went and got it. And it's once again what I said. It's a purple issue. This isn't red anymore. This is purple. Everybody owns guns. Everybody got guns. Sort of Twitter law school, let's talk red flag laws and ex parte orders and due process and how anyone tells you don't worry, the process won't be abused and there are robust due process protections is at least wildly naive. Oh, I just fucking jumped all over the place. Or more likely is lying to your face. Your legal vocabulary term for the day is ex parte. This means without party and lawyer Latin, an ex parte order is one issued without both parties being present. There are valid reasons for this and matters where time is the essence. This is to protect the person, property, or rights of another. To move it out of interpersonal manners, a civil litigation, a temporary restraining order may be issued for documents or items to preserve because the other side might dispose of them before a suit could be filed. Ex parte orders are needed to do to human nature. Sometimes things need to be done quickly and courts are not designed for speed. Make no mistake, though, the due process protection for the party against whom the order is issued come into effect after the issuance of the order. To show the potential of the red flag laws, I shall discuss what happened to a client with the issuance of a protection order against him. He had an ex-wife who was bipolar and refused to take her meds. She continued to harass him years after the divorce. She showed up to court with a black eye and said he punched her in the face. She sought a protective order against him which the judge issued. She also filed a criminal complaint for assault against a woman. The protective order statutes require gun confiscation to the hearing. Client learned about this when the police showed up to serve him with the order and summons for court appearance. He was stunned by this, not only because he didn't hit her, but because he was out of the state at the date This supposedly happened. He told the police this. The police shrugged and said, we're just here to serve you and get your guns. That is true. The cops do not adjudicate. They just got to grab it. So he turned him over. Boss told him to get together every bit of documentation about him being out of town. Hotel receipts, meal receipts, and video of him at the gathering. He was attending all of it. Boss also got in touch with D.A. and said he was out of the state. He couldn't have done this. D.A. said, I'm not dropping this, but move to a dismiss, and we'll hear both motions at the 10-day hearing on the protective order. So he filed the motion, dismissed, and the motion to consolidate. And when Boss went to the hearing, the crazy ex didn't show up to the hearing at all. Boss presented everything to the judge. Judge told DA, withdraw the charges, or I'm dismissing. The DA said, fine, I'll withdraw. Now it's better for the state. Stats on the DA side to withdraw, then to have the case dismissed. Judge also refused to extend the protective order. Client asked, where do I pick up my guns? Judge said, you have to go through the paperwork to do that. We anticipated that. So we had the forms ready, and the judge signed the forms. Client said, where do I pick them up? And judge said, this has to be processed. It'll take three weeks. Client also asked the DA when the hearing would be for the ex-perjury charge. The DA said, what perjury charge? They didn't do anything. Three weeks go by and the client starts calling the sheriff's office to get his guns back. He keeps getting the runaround. Boss had to threaten to go to back to court to get the order compelled to put pl- compliance. When the compliant client picked up the guns, his Mossberg shotgun was gone. The sheriff's office initially denied that he even had one. Luckily, he kept copy of the inventory. It took seven months for him to get reimbursed for the Mossberg. The sheriff's office never did say what happened to it. While all this is going on, client was looking for work. He had two interviews and went well, and he was told that he would, would offer a job once the background check was done. Both jobs retracted offers because of background check. So when he get copies of the background check with background check service, sure enough, due to how the database on the state side was maintained, the data scrape pulled the protection order and the charge, but dismissal wasn't showing up yet. Client now had decided if he wanted to disclose the potential employer that hey he had a crazy ex wife, blah, 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 blah. Also the decimal paperwork on the criminal charges was marked dismissal due to failure of complaining complaining witness to appear. It said nothing about that it was all a lie. Because they were friends, Boss handed this off at very low rate. It would still cost the guy twenty five hundred dollars. If it had been a boss standard rate, it'd have been ten grand. The protection order was not renewed. The criminal charges were dropped. He got all but one of his guns back. He got a job eventually. It all worked out, but it cost him 250 fucking dollars to get his guns back, and he didn't get them all. A comedy thread that I won't show everything. The only reason you would be against red flag laws because you're an extremist. You shouldn't have your guns taken away. All goat pictures. You have guns. Sorry about your dick. You can only hunt d- ducks with three rounds in your shotgun. Waterfowl have more protection than our children. Just shoot them in the head leg. Uh, as a water treatment specialist in the Air Force deployed to Kuwait, I know what weapons of war do to people. If you're worried about crime, just move. You just want an excuse to murder someone. It's just a TV, bro. Your insurance, bro, is not worth escalating things into a life or death situation. Just leave it, bro. A real man would use his fist, you pussy. It sells well-regulated. It doesn't say an AR-15 anywhere in the Constitution. All we have to do is ban guns. It's so easy. Why don't you just be reasonable? And on and on and on. They got their talking points. They go crazy. But here's the deal. John Cornuth wanted to play fuck, fuck, goose. Guess what? This is his greeting. <laughs> yeah, not going too well for him. And, and I'm for... Strength and background checks. And I could even go with, Hey, maybe we should... Do private sales just to make sure. But I can't go with the age shit when you think 12 year olds should have abortions, 3 year olds should pick their fucking uh, gender reassignment surgery, 16 year olds should vote, 26 year olds should be on their parents' insurance. Jesus fucking Christ, people. Have some goddamn consistency. That. Bunch of shit I ignored on the screens. It came from Ryan Bruce, a threat on our next shooting on how the NRA firearm industry are continuing to radicalize our country. It's not just any AR-15. This is gun with a growing number of pistol brace guns that are meant to evade the regulations of the 1934 National Armed Fire Act. Short barrel. Companies like CMMG figure that they could cheat the law. Blah 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 blah. And he goes on and on. It is this huge bunch of fucking bullshit about a gun. That doesn't do but 600 killings a year. Atlantic, I nuked this motherfucker who went on the whole, the, the rifle that ruined America. And I said, for 20 years I carried this. I shoot. My wife shoots so she could be closer to me. Why is it your choice to take my gun away? An an NRA-approved ICON, mass shooter weapon of choice, the AR-15 has done untold harm. And it's just another one of these made-up NRA is bad, but the NRA doesn't exist. It's an empty fucking shell, folks. Empty shell. And, And I... I just don't understand why you guys keep on playing this game about the NRA. I I don't understand it anymore. You ruined them, you destroyed them. It's nothing like Planned Parenthood. And I miss making a comment about the Biden sect. And who the fuck is in charge of this country? Because by these, and I got I was going to make a new bumper but I didn't. I'm just going to do the asshole bumper. What the fuck do they know? I thought we are going to have adults back in the White House. You're going to have total transparency. Blah. Fucking blah.
3: Blah. Fuck you, asshole. You asshole.
24: This is why we can't have nice things. You asshole.
0: Are you just an asshole?
27: Is that it? Fuck you, you asshole.
24: You ever hear the saying, you run into an asshole in the morning, you ran into an asshole. You run into assholes all day.
5: You're the asshole. Fuck you, asshole. You! You are such an asshole! You are an
13: asshole.
12: You dumb asshole! Asshole.
19: Fucking asshole! Away from me, you
20: asshole. Why is the president saying (laughs) that inflation is worse everywhere but here?
0: Uh, because what we have seen uh, across the globe, first of all, inflation is a global challenge, as we have said. Uh, it is. Uh, it is. It is. It is caused by uh, uh, clearly um, the pandemic, this once in a generation pandemic that we are coming out of, and also uh, most recently uh, the war that uh, that. Putin started in Ukraine.
20: I did look yep. locally though. He says that inflation is worse everywhere, but here, that's not true. US has worse inflation than Germany, France, Japan, Canada, India, Italy, Saudi Arabia. Well, so why is he saying that?
0: I think what we are saying is that uh, when you talk about inflation, it is a global thing. And it is not just about the United States. This is something that everyone is feeling.
20: Why isn't the president asking oil companies to drill more here in the U.S.? I know his letter was a lot about refining and increasing refining, but that's a lot of oil that comes in from overseas. So why isn't he asking? companies to drill more here in the U.S.? Well,
0: hold on. So here we go. So this is where we are. I'm going to give you a little bit of a rundown of why we are here and what's going on and why we wrote the letter. So due to decreased demand at the start of the pandemic, U.S. oil refineries reduced their capacity by more than 800,000 barrels per day. Oil refineries have still not brought refinery capacity back to the pre-pandemic level. So that is the problem and that is what we're trying to address. At the same time, Putin's invasion of Ukraine put pressure on global supply. Why not
20: drill more here in the U.S., though?
0: (laughs) Because we don't need to do that. What we need them to do is, with the oil that's out there, we need them to refine that oil so that that prices, so that the capacity could go up and then prices would go down, inherently go down.
20: And so, I know the president once said that he was going to end fossil fuel. Is that now off the table?
0: No, we are going to continue to move forward with our uh, clean energy uh, proposal, our climate Change uh, so proposal. Is that a so priority? Here,
20: climate change I, I, over gas
0: no, no. That's not what we're saying. We're what saying we're saying that we're saying. The I'm answering. A half, I'm years, answering the question. Is his priority I'm lowering, lowering gas
20: prices or is it addressing climate change?
0: First of all, we, it's you can do both at the same time. What we're trying to deal for, uh, what we're trying to uh, deal with right now, is how do we lower cost for American families? We talked about the strategic petroleum that he's done tapping into barrels.
20: How much has that lowered prices? It,
0: here's the thing. Here's the thing, Peter. If we had, if the president had not taken the actions that he's taken in the past several months, it would not. It, the prices that.
14: So we circle jerked. Oh, I'll have to get back to you. I have nothing else to do with. And, and opening her book. Sorry, my ass is falling asleep. Opening her book all the time to answer simple fucking. I mean, this girl is not ready for fucking prime time. Not at all. Seven new Hunter Biden scandals the Nets refuse. Hunter Biden's lately caught on video with a hooker. Brandishing a gun. President Joe Biden refused to provide secret service. For t- Fuck it. I'm just going to play him. Here, I'm going to play all this shit. They're, they're covering on a few spots. But you don't see him that much.
13: Now, if
22: Democrats really cared about gun control, they would call on the president's own son. Yeah, Hunter Biden to be prosecuted. Uh, Hunter reportedly lied on his background check about his rampant drug use in order to purchase a firearm. That would be a felony. Then, get this, Hunter's gun was eventually thrown away in a grocery store dumpster across from a high school for reasons nobody seems to know. And now we have pictures that have surfaced today showing Hunter waving around a semi-automatic handgun while naked, according to the New York Post, they're saying possibly with a hooker. We can't confirm that part, but just imagine if his last name was Hunter Trump, uh, what the reaction in the media and what the reaction from the Democrats would be. But the Bidens want to lecture us on responsible gun ownership. Uh, Does that look like responsible gun ownership to you, Joe? Should your son go to jail? Or maybe I'll say it in a way that you'll understand. For God's sakes, Joe, can't you do something about your own son?
14: I guess I didn't get him any sound bites, I thought. President Joe Biden refused to provide Secret Service protection Hunter Lovechild. Suspicious... One of Hunter's call girlfriends landed a $20,000 PPP loan. Joe Biden sanctioned Russian yachts awake a wake of Ukraine war, but Hunter Link oligarchs not included. Hunter uploaded his own videos to porn site, texted link to phone list to contacts his dad. New details merge about Hunter's affair with the widow of his dead brother. Hunter's business partner visited the White House 19 fucking times. And here's Tucker
17: on the most disgusting one I've heard in a while. Good evening and welcome to Tucker Carlson's Happy Friday. We're gonna bring you back to a story that we covered at the time, but whose significance we didn't fully understand then. And it's definitely worth revisiting. So just before dawn on November 4th of last year, a team of masked FBI agents wearing bulletproof vests showed up at the home of a journalist who works for the investigative media company, Project Veritas. They pounded on his door. They said they have a warrant, let us in. We know what happened because it was all captured on camera. Here it is.
26: I'm sorry, so what is this regarding? This is the third <laughs>
5: one. Open up. <laughs> so there
17: another team out, Uh yeah, up uh, really until I hear really you out. Let me see your hands! Let me see your hands! I'm it was sorry, serious. They concerned? had weapons. They barged in, they went through the whole place, they tore the journalist's home apart. There's another team coming, they said. And they were right. Two days later, feds hit the home of Project Veritas founder James O'Keefe in Westchester County. So why were the FBI coming to the homes of employees at Project Veritas? What did they do? Were they... Involved in a human smuggling ring? Were they bringing fentanyl in from China and killing more Americans? No, the FBI believed that Project Veritas was in possession of or had information about a diary written by Joe Biden's daughter, Ashley Biden. The FBI claimed that diary had been stolen. We now know the FBI knew that diary had not been stolen and it wasn't. But as James O'Keefe pointed out at the time and didn't have enough people hear him when he said it, what if it was stolen? Having a stolen diary is not a federal crime. So what in that diary was so important that Joe Biden sent FBI agents to get it back? Here's what O'Keefe said.
30: The tipsters indicated that the diary included explosive allegations against then candidate Joe Biden. The tipsters indicated that they were negotiating with a different media outlet for the payment of monies for the diary. We attempted to return the diary to an attorney representing Ms. Biden but that attorney refused to authenticate it. Project Veritas gave the diary to law enforcement to ensure it could be returned to its rightful owner. We never published it. Now, Ms. Biden's father's Department of Justice, specifically the United States Attorney's Office for the Southern District of New York, appears to be investigating the situation, claiming the diary was stolen. We don't know if it was, but it begs the question, In what world is the alleged theft of a diary investigated by the president's FBI and his Department of Justice a diary? So everyone in American media
17: hates James O'Keefe because he covers them. So they ignored this story and they never answered the question, but the question hangs in the air and it's a real one and we're quoting. In what world is the alleged theft of a diary investigated by the FBI? Why were they doing this? Well, the answer lies in what's in the diary. And now we know what's in the diary, thanks to a new piece in the Daily News, which has a copy of the diary. Josh Boswell is a reporter there at the Daily Mail. He broke this story and he joins us with the answer. I Josh, you. thanks so much for coming on.
29: What is this about? So... We've looked at the diary, Um, we've spent a a lot of time considering carefully what to report from it, and um, what we've chosen to report are some pretty serious things that Ashley, the president's daughter, wrote. She wrote that she was musing over whether her father was sexually inappropriate with her when she was a little girl. She mentions in the diary showers with her dad. Um, She also talks about them being probably not appropriate. Um, she writes that down on one page in her diary, and she also refers to being hypersexualized at a young age. There's a lot of references in the diary to her um, repeated uh, spells in, in uh, rehab, her um, relapses with drug abuse, alcohol and sex addiction as well. And there's some truly kind of shocking things in there as well about how Joe cried. He, he was brought to tears over worry for his daughter um, just before a democratic primary debate. So we can now know, because of this diary, that there are several things that would be extremely important for national security. That they not fall into the wrong hands, for example, the Chinese right, or, or the Russians, who could use this as blackmail if it wasn't published. So that's why we just decided to put this out there and why we think that it's important that the American people know this. Well, it's it's prima facie shocking.
17: I mean, fathers don't shower with their daughters at an age at which they remember it, uh, of course. In your reporting, did you see any potential? And I know this wasn't the focus of your piece, but potential crime that would justify a pre-dawn knock raid by the FBI.
29: Yeah. This was um, an area that we covered in in our reporting. We really wanted to find out how did the diary get from where it was to, um, you know, to being published online. And it was left by Ashley in a house that she stayed in for a while after she came out of rehab. And then the next person who came to that house found the diary under the bed. And they're not actually being investigated by the FBI for, for stealing it. They're being investigated f- for selling it. So I don't know if that justifies a dawn raid on, on the people who got hold of the diary, who bought it from them. But the person who found it, she is being uh, investigated for selling it. That's the, the alleged crime that the FBI are looking into.
17: Yeah, which is not a federal crime. Josh Boswell of the Daily Mail. Great to see you tonight. Thank you so much. Thank you. So we're going to recap a lot of what you just heard. This has been out there for a while. It should have been the focus of a lot more attention than it has been. We hope to change that. So here, once again, are the words from Ashley Biden's diary. Quote, I have always been boy crazy, she wrote, hyper-sexualized at a young age. I remember somewhat being sexualized with a family member. I remember having sex with friends at a young age. Showers with my dad, probably not appropriate. So Ashley Biden wrote this in the context of her struggle with sexual compulsiveness in later life. And she attributes those compulsions to the fact that her father took showers with her in a way that was, quote, not appropriate. Now, we have no reason to doubt that what she wrote is true. She did not write this for public consumption. She wrote it in a diary that, as you just heard, she accidentally left behind in a halfway house in Palm Beach, Florida, in June of 2020, during the presidential race. The woman who took the room that she left, a single mother, found that diary under the bed. Now, if you are the father of daughters, ask yourself, is there any explanation for that behavior that is justifiable? And there's not. It's sick and it's horrifying. Now, Ashley Biden doesn't say how old she was at the time she showered with her father, but obviously she was old enough to remember doing it. And by the way, little kids don't take showers, they take baths. Inappropriate showering with your own daughter? If that's not child molestation, it is definitely close enough to justify a police visit. But the police have not visited Joe Biden. They're not investigating this. Instead, the FBI is breaking to the homes of journalists who brought it to public attention. And now, according to the Daily Mail, again, you just heard this, the feds are investigating a woman called Amy Harris, who had the misfortune of finding the diary. To be clear, none of these people committed crimes, certainly not federal crimes. And yet they are being harassed and tormented by federal law enforcement because they embarrassed Joe Biden and spilled very dark secrets to the world. And the effect is to intimidate everybody else in the media out of covering it. And that's why you're not seeing media coverage about this anywhere. It, it's enough to make you reassess stories that you've read about Joe Biden in the past that we probably didn't take seriously enough. But in the light of this, we take them very seriously. In the run up to the last presidential election, several media outlets did run stories and they included videos and photographs and firsthand testimonials that documented Joe Biden's habit of touching young women, often in ways that made them visibly uncomfortable. A lot of people laugh this off. It doesn't seem quite as funny now. You're seeing a small selection of those pictures on your screen right now. In a particularly creepy picture from 2015, Joe Biden leans in uncomfortably close to the daughter of Senator Chris Coons of Delaware during a signing in ceremony. Joe Biden would also frequently comment on the physical appearance of very young women. Here's just one example from May of 2019. What I'm going to do, if you give me an address,
28: I'm going to write you a longer answer and tell you the exact things I would do, okay? Okay? Promise? I'll bet you're as bright as you're good looking,
17: I tell you. (laughs) To be clear, Joe Biden has not simply over the years and recent years been accused of making women uncomfortable. He has been accused of rape. You remember that a former Biden staffer called Tara Reid, whose story, again, we probably didn't take seriously enough, alleged that when she was 29, Joe Biden pinned her against a wall and penetrated her. Now, she was immediately attacked by Democratic partisans. You're a liar because actually they don't believe all women. But then a phone call, a contemporaneous phone call that Tara Reid's mother made to the Larry King show corroborated the fact that happened. She said her daughter had left Washington because of the actions of a, quote, prominent senator. Now, at the time, the media just buried the story or laughed about it. Joe Biden responded by promising to be more mindful. And that was it. This is from April of 2019.
28: I've always tried to make a human connection. That's my responsibility, I think. I shake hands. I hug people. I, I grab men and women by the shoulders and say, you can do this. And, and uh, whether they're women, men, young, old, it's, it's the way I've always been. The Social norms have begun to change. They've shifted. And the boundaries of protecting personal space have been reset. And I get it. But I will be more mindful and respectful of people's personal space. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing. I've worked my whole life to empower women.
17: I've worked my whole life to empower women. I just care too much. That was his explanation. And a lot of people bought it. But now that we know that he behaved in such a way that his own daughter believes made her sexually compulsive in later life, which is a classic symptom of abuse it's time to reassess this. As Joe Biden said the words you just saw, his own daughter, the same daughter's life was collapsing. She was campaigning for him as she was going to rehab. And it's worth noting that right after Joe Biden's apology came out, yet another woman publicly accused him of sexual misconduct. That woman is called Vale Conert Young. And she said that when she was a White House intern, Biden, quote, put his hand on the back of my head and pressed his forehead to my forehead while he talked to me. I remember he told me I was a, quote, pretty girl. So at this point, No more benefit of the doubt. This man is a creep. Well, Biden was doing the same thing to his daughter in the shower, was he? We know that he showered with her in a way that she felt damaged her. If there's anything that deserves an investigation, it is this. But of course, the FBI is not looking into it because Joe Biden controls the FBI. Instead, they're trying to cover it up. And by the way, this is at least the second time that Joe Biden has used the FBI to hide drug abuse and allegations of sexual misconduct with minors within his own family. And both those stories came out this week. The FBI also swooped in when Hunter Biden violated federal gun laws and was accused, according to his own text messages, of being a, quote, pedophile by his girlfriend slash sister-in-law, someone who presumably would know since she was within the family. Of course, the FBI never charged Hunter Biden with anything, and said they hid the existence of his laptop for more than a year, despite the fact that laptop contained evidence of multiple felonies, not least numerous FARA violations. And FARA is a law that the White House now tells us they're enforcing with maximum vigor. But here, the president's son, for years represented foreign governments in Washington without registering as a lobbyist. That is the definition of a FARA violation. Has he been charged? No. And instantly the FBI still has that laptop. They claim they've been investigating it for years now. They've done nothing with it. And while the feds kept the laptop locked away, Joe Biden told us with the backing of the intelligence community that was all Russian disinformation. We are in a situation where we have foreign company countries trying
28: to interfere in the outcome of our election. His own national security advisor told him that what is happening with his buddy—well, I won't I should, Well, I will. His buddy Rudy Giuliani—he's being used as a Russian pawn. He's being fed information that is Russian—that is not true. Think about it. I know you'd ask it. I have no response. It's another smear campaign right up your alley. Those are the questions you always ask.
17: So to be clear, at the moment that Joe Biden was telling the country from the debate stage that that laptop was, quote, Russian disinformation, the FBI knew perfectly well that it wasn't because they had it. And they knew it wasn't Russian disinformation, as anyone who looks through it for about 15 seconds knows it's real. And they knew that. But there was not a single leak from the FBI saying, actually, candidate Biden, you're lying. So there are two big points to take away from this. The first is Joe Biden should not be running this country. No one who has run his own family in this way should be in charge of anybody else. His behavior as a father is truly dark, even by modern standards. Biden should explain immediately why he inappropriately showered with his own daughter. He should be asked that at his next press availability. His chief of staff, Ron Klain, who runs the country should be asked, you work for a man who showered with his own daughter, and by her own account, distorted the rest of her life because he did. How do you feel about that? And at that point. That's fucking sick.
14: And it's not manufactured. It's not made up. It's not a conspiracy theory. This, This is her thing. They have proof. And the media ignores it. We ran with four years that Trump got golden showers in Russia that was made up. And it was real. It was the walls clump closing in. You're not even covering this shit. None of it. And I pray I'm mourning Joe because this oil thing, oil companies, well above normal refinery problems are not acceptable. Make more oil. White House officials exploring sending Americans rebate cards, but they're so fucking stupid that they can't do it because we don't have the chips. How would the economy be fixed by handing out more free money? How? Did any of these people ever just do basic math. I'm not even talking economy. Just how about basic math? You can't just keep throwing money at shit. Ron Klein, lots of assertions on this website about why gas gasoline production is not keeping up with demand. But here's a fact about U.S. oil output, and it's totally a lie. Lying with consist- with With statistics. Contrary to White House claims, domestic oil production was far higher under former president. Of course it was. You day one said you didn't want it. Michael Schellenberger. Many people think solar panels are sustainable, but the vast majority of them require 300 to 600 more land than conventional power plants are made by Uyghur Muslim incarcerated in China concentration camps and contain toxic elements, lead and chromium, that can't be recycled. It's now clear that ESG, environmental social governance investing, including... solar panel was an elaborate scam. Governments are cracking down. German prosecutors just raided ESG, Deutsche Bank, and SEC are investigating ESG scams at Goldman Sachs. Global elites enrich themselves through ESG scams financed by taxpayers while shutting down conventional power. I'm not even going to do this. We've covered this a million fucking times. They just get their friends rich. Need help? Look at Granholm. Making money. Pushing bullshit that won't fucking work. Solyndra, locally, I've talked about it everywhere. It's just a big money laundering scam to get their friends who got them elected money back. But you can't run a country on solar panels or wind. It doesn't work. Federal workers will get a raise, soldiers won't. Disinfo Board 2.0. White House launches task force to target online abuse so-called disinfo with the VP in charge. So at least we know that nothing will happen cuz she won't get it done. CNN confirms Biden's economic accomplishments have been historic. And that was the picture of disapprove. The Atlantic and there's a lot of this this way. Aside from reinvigorating the Democrats, Biden could instantly burnish his own legacy by opting out of 2024. He would be praised for knowing when to step aside. And this is like number 5,644. He got to go. He's killing the party. So I was going to play a Tucker with him. Talking about oil and stuff. Not going to. We're just going to go straight in to our woke. And it's extra wokey today.
13: Turn it up!
7: Let's get a
0: walk.
25: Our society has become increasingly disgusting. I spoke about this last week. and when when you believe, when you start to see that your government is sponsoring that, when they're putting real dollars behind things like drag Queen Story Hour in New York City, you should realize that something nefarious is going on because the government, does not care about your children. No, the government does not love your children. The government does not want your children to be accepted. The government wants your children to be enslaved to government for the rest of their life. And right now, as we're seeing, there is a marriage between government and Big Pharma. It is my belief that that is the push behind this effort to tell children that they can pick their gender and to confuse them. I believe our government is actually sponsoring mental illness. I've said this over and over again, right? because people that are mentally ill cannot stand up on their own two feet, right? They become codependent with the government. They turn to the government for their hormone pills. They turn to the government for whatever pills that they can to make it feel better, right? And you are seeing right now that adults are getting behind this narrative so that they can have a woke t-shirt on and say, I love my children. I, I allowed my child to pick their gender and pick their species and they feel proud of themselves because they can go and they can say this on Facebook that they're a wonderful, accepting, and loving adult when in reality they are underqualified to have children. They should have their children taken away from them because it's child abuse. It is child abuse to put a half-naked adult in the room with a small child and having them read a book. It's just child abuse. That's what it is. It's child abuse to ask your your child to take a dollar bill and put it into the thong of a grown adult, it's child abuse. It's child abuse for teachers to be telling children, knowing fully well that it is a lie that they can switch their gender biologically, right? But to encourage that behind a parent's back, that's child abuse.
13: What's important is bodily autonomy, the same right men have always had. We just want equal rights. The right to govern our own bodies, just like men have always had. It's that simple.
31: Do you support the right for people to not get the COVID vaccine?
13: It's irrelevant. Uh,
31: Right. My body, my choice.
23: You're
13: right. It's not irrelevant.
23: Yeah, but one saves
31: lives. You're right. It's Once not irrelevant. Choice. One
13: of them is going to be in a pandemic state, yeah. right? A state of emergency, which we all know
25: laws change during a state of emergency. Do you
31: agree with this, the statement or the the principle of my body, my choice?
25: Yes, absolutely. Bodily autonomy is a human right. Healthcare is a human right. Um right, right, right. Access to health care should be, not be something that is dictated by the Supreme Court.
31: During the pandemic, did you support people's right to not get the COVID vaccine?
25: It's a difficult conversation.
21: Do
31: you support bod- bodily autonomy in other situations? For example, the COVID vaccine mandates. The,
1: the vaccine mandates, we've been mandated to get vaccines for years and years and years.
31: So you do support in that situation people not having control of their bodies?
1: That's
21: not... That's not having not control of your body. It's like I don't understand
31: Do you think it is important for people to have medical and health control over their own body? Uh, Yeah, it's good for them. It's good for everybody. You didn't support the mandates? I Did I do support the mandates? Yeah Isn't that Mandate that people have to get the vaccine so they don't have control over their own body Uh, vaccinations are good for people but in that case, you don't have control, right? If there's a mandate? No, they don't have to get it. They just... Uh, just can't go anywhere or do anything, right? just can't have a job. You don't have a right to a job.
23: Everybody should have a right to do what they want with their bodies.
31: <laughs> do you support the pe- people's right to choose not to get the COVID vac? So our Department of Health has been very
3: clear Uh, the risks outweigh the benefits and we recommend against. That's not the same as banning it. I mean, people can access it if they want to and parents can do. But if you look at when they were doing the hearing, you had one physician say, you know, parents are really, really frightened. Like we we know that the risk is low. Uh, We're not sure how this is going to work, but we parents are really frightened about COVID for their kids. And which I would say is, why would they be frightened about it? It's because of media hysteria. It's because of a lot of misinformation That's why they're scared.
15: Please give a warm drag race welcome to the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi.
27: Welcome back. My honor to be here to say to all of you how proud we all are of you. Thank you for the joy and beauty you bring to the world. Ah Your freedom of expression of yourselves in drag is what America is all about. I say that all the time to my friends in drag. <laughs> now, Speaker Pelosi, with all the
15: challenges facing our nation, What words of wisdom do you have for us?
27: Well, the single most important thing I can say is to vote. With the midterm elections coming up, it's very important for people to make their voices and their vote heard.
15: Well, thank you so much for the work you've done and the work you continue to do tirelessly for our freedom. Your tenacity is something that we all look up to. We throw the word masterclass around here all the time, but
19: that sarcastic shady clap you do was epic.
27: It was completely unintentional. (laughs) (laughs) We
15: have prayers in our hearts to keep you strong.
27: Well, thank you for that. May God bless America. Can I get an amen? Thank you, Madam
15: Speaker. Feeling like a woman.
18: Hey everybody, it's Governor Gavin Newsom and I know we're all on this platform in search for the truth, but the truth is I've not been able to find a simple explanation for the fact that we have a red state murder problem. Eight of the top 10 states with the highest murder rates happen to be red states. So the question is simple. What are the laws and policies in those states that are leading to such carnage? I had to play the candidates.
14: We're spending taxpayer monies to spread the religion of CRT and LGBTEIEI EIO. Bingo was his fucking nameo. So let's go into trans today and do our trans abuse. soundbite.
21: I'm going to show you some books in my third grade classroom with LGBTQ representation because representation matters. Pride, the story of Harvey Milk and the rainbow flag is a true story of how the rainbow flag came to be a symbol of the LGBTQ community and what it means to that community today. Julian is a Mermaid and Pink is for Boys are two stories that challenge gender stereotypes and encourage boys to be who they want to be and to not conform to what society tells them that they have to. A Family is a Family is a Family is a story about all kinds of different family structures and what it
1: really means
21: to be a part of a family. Ho'onani Hula Warrior is a story of a non-binary person who challenges gender roles to kind of discover who they are on their journey to become a hula warrior. Let me know if you have any more recommendations.
30: What, What in the hell has a drag queen ever done to make you have so much respect for them and admire them so much? other than put on makeup and and jump on the floor and writhe around and do sexual things on stage. I have absolutely no idea why you would want that to influence your child. Would you want a stripper or a porn star to influence your child? It, It makes no sense at all. A drag queen performs in a nightclub for adults. There is a lot of filth that goes on, a lot of sexual stuff that goes on. And backstage, there's a lot of nudity, sex, and drugs, okay? So I don't think that this is an avenue you would want your child to explore. They could explore dressing up at home, like we all did, like all gay boys did. We all dressed at home and we had a great time. We had a great time with our girlfriends putting on makeup, trying on clothes, things like that. But to actually get them involved in drag is extremely, extremely irresponsible on your part. And I understand you might want to look like you're with it, that you're cool, that you're woke, that you're not a Nazi, that you're not a homophobe, whatever whatever it may be. But you can raise your child... To be just a normal, regular, everyday child without including them in gay, sexual things. And honestly, you're not doing the gay community any favors. In fact, you're hurting us, okay? We have already had a reputation of being pedophiles and being perverts and deviants. We don't need you to bring your children around. So you keep your kids at home or take them to Disneyland or take them to Chuck E. Cheese. But if you need your child to be entertained by a big human in a costume or in makeup, take them to the circus or something. When they turn 18, then why don't you take them to the clubs on their 18th birthday? Because it's an adult thing, okay? So don't ruin your child's life and don't ruin us because that's what you're doing.
21: So, neo pronouns are any set of pronouns that aren't officially recognized in the language that you use. Someone might use neo pronouns because uh, officially recognized pronouns might give them dysphoria, or using neos could give someone gender euphoria. I use them because they give me euphoria, um, because I really enjoy confusing people with my gender identity. <laughs> Which sounds kind of weird, but. It gives me euphoria, so whatever. I really like using they, them, and fae, fair in conversation, like when I'm talking. And I really like using bun, bun, self, uh, like if I'm texting someone or I guess just on the internet. Um, that's, that's the way I like using them. So an example of fae, fair pronouns could be I really like fair jacket today. It's fair favorite color. Faye like the color purple. And an example of bun bun self pronouns could be bun showed up on my for you page today. Bun really likes using neo pronouns for bun side. <laughs> 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 now, Rubo, I want to talk
11: to you about this because, to your credit, uh, could you Greg, drag has become incredibly mainstream, uh, uh, celebrated in every corner of the world um, which makes to me and, and so many people what's happening in texas all the more shocking for anyone who doesn't know they're introducing laws to ban children from attending
15: drag shows, and I'm very interested to get your take. What do you make of this, what's happening? this is a diversion tactic, to take the um, narrative away from uh, the gun debate into something to scare people into thinking about something else, and and they've been successful. They have changed the narrative away from the gun debate into this drag queen thing. Say, y'all want to help your kids? Take away them guns. That will help your kids. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, drag queens, drag queens ain't hurting nobody. Yeah. Yeah. Drag queens ain't hurt no, you know, you're born naked and the rest is drag. Everybody's in drag. Yes. Okay. You're
27: absolutely right.
6: For the last few months it feels like there's been this manufactured culture war by Republicans targeting LGBTQ. Right. So whether it's "Don't say gay" in Florida, now it's all about uh, uh, you know. It's all about drag shows. You know what angle to the LGBTQ thing can we pick? You know, targeting people who talk about it as pedophiles, as you're grooming kids. It's so ignorant. It's so wrong. But but these kids would
11: need the consent of their parents anyways. I mean, it just seems like they're making laws for no reason.
6: Listen, Alice, I, I know you, and I know you're a decent person. This is indefensible. And listen, we just saw this week where 31 white supremacists were arrested in Idaho, wanting to go attack and riot at a pride parade. Why a pride parade? because Republicans have been praying and using this issue, this anti-LGBTQ issue, to spread fear-mongering. It is repulsive to me that Republicans are using and manufacturing a culture war in order to drive people to the polls through fear for, you know, oh, now they're coming for your
0: children. They're not
6: coming for your children. Nobody's coming for your children. Look,
0: Look, look, clearly what what happened with the the Gay Pride Parade out in, in Idaho is uh, reprehensible. That should not have happened. They but should why have, did it happen, Alice? Well, because there are, are people that are filled with hate and specifically against the, uh, members of the gay community, and it's reprehensible. <clears throat> uh, I don't know how much more plainly I can say that. That should not have happened, and they need to be held accountable. Alice, but it again, happened uh, because Republicans uh, again, have, been, have, again, been
6: ba- have been going on this hammering, this anti-LGBTQ message now. For months. They've been using listen, we've seen this before, Alice. You and I are both Republicans. We saw it during the Bush campaign in two thousand and four, where it was used as a very effective wedge issue to drive people to the polls through fears. It is the exact same playbook. That's why people are white supremacists are going to a pride parade because we are feeding this into their brains. And in- it is yet again another manufactured culture war for political purposes. Okay. And if you are getting your medical advice from Ted Cruz or Ron DeSantis or Marco Rubio, you got a real problem. Okay. No, it's not a problem for kids who are seeking a good education. Drag
1: queens. Okay? Can we say this? Drag queens, not only are they not hurting
8: our kids,
6: drag queens make
25: everything better. Fine. Drag queens are entertainment.
13: Um, and you know what I'll say that was totally not bull-tested? I say this. I drag queen forever school. That, that is what would
6: be fun for a kid and lift them up when they're having emotional issues.
14: It's a fucking cult, man. That that shit's just a fucking cult. You got the Rue of Paul, and my favorite is a Dem A G. And I was tweeting this all over. Jesus should be in every school. Do you think that would ever fly? Do you think you ever could do that? It is four percent of the country, five percent max. If you look at the polls, point zero seven percent, not even a percentage of the people in this country are trans, but it it appears like there's so many. He signed an executive order promoting gender-affirming surgery for trans people. I wonder who told him that promoting hormones and surgery for children was a winning strategy. Every decade has its tough euphemism. 2020s is going to be gender-affirming surgeries. Nobody's for this. Time Magazine champions gender expansive teens with a boy looking like a girl. We aren't going anywhere. This is one of the lives of TikToks. We're not going to hire you if you're white and you're male. But there is no gender. What are we doing? What are we doing? Anybody? I'm going the wrong way. Here's little kids getting quizzes About sexual shit. It was like, what the fuck grade was this? Uh, Seventh graders. South Dakota. Students enjoyed taking part in our LGBTQ plus EIO month celebration. This is a great way for students. And they had to take a test on tranny shit. Why? Why is it? If it's not brainwashing, why is it so important to these people? Saudi Arabia confiscates Rainbow Pride products. All of it.
31: بدنا جهلة التشيء عدد من المخالفات مثل الأدابة العامة اللي هي مثل انتجات زي هذه بشكل صريح بشكل الداخلي أيضاً أهدين شوباء إحام شكل خارجي
14: Interesting. But but we're the bigots. Okay. Okay. We're the bigots. I got you. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Hmm. Sure. We're about to talk about this. That's just fucking, fucking sick. New York City Mayor Eric Adams sings the praise of drag storytellers and the schools that support them. Why don't we have Storytime with Jesus? I'm just asking. Miami Herald, Republican love parental choice, but not when it comes to drag queens. But not when it comes to drag queens. There was a time when only place queer people could congregate and drag queens could perform their female impersonations and lip sync and were seedy bars. Today, drag queens are on TV. Thanks to RuPaul, social media and pop culture, drag Sunday brunches and drag bingo are popular in South Florida. Turnout that hurts the sensibilities of some Republicans. Republicans use the parental know best line pass. The Don't Say Gay Bill, which panned instructions, da-da-da-da-da, they said parents not teachers should explain to their children about LGBT. Wouldn't bringing their child to a drag show qualify as parents exercising that autonomy? Republicans, your hypocrisy is call- showing it's not called the Don't Say Gay Bill, but- it's such a cult. Rianne Wilson. Yesterday I tweeted a mean crack about breastfeeding versus feeding. And after speaking with some trans friends, I'm making my walk of shame. Walk of fucking chain. I played the My Body, My Choice shit. There's the next one. I played Nancy Pelosi going to Drew Paul. A huge thing yesterday was the fucking guy who's playing Buzz Lightyear telling everybody they're pieces of shit because they don't want their kids to see a lesbian kiss in a fucking cartoon. Patricia Heaton got wrapped up because she said it was wrong that they didn't use Tim Allen. And she was a piece of shit for it. Why do we have to have cartoons with gay? There's very few in my lifetime where they even kissed because it wasn't about sex. It's for fucking kids. And then once again, if we don't have gender and we don't have, it's all a social construct. Lawmakers push Army to create separate fitness standards for specialty, uh, for MOSs, because the new one, they can't even get a female one that they can pass. And we're still playing Me Too on that shit. And all their tweets this week have been sexual harassment. Well, there isn't sexual harassment if we're all just eunuchs. And then the abortions. Look at the numbers. Look at that. 930,000, almost a million abortions in America. And today, eight dads share how abortions shape their lives. I thought men are supposed to STFU on this. We didn't have a say. Democrats urge Google to tackle misleading abortion search results. The letter led by Mark Werner in states with trigger laws that would effectively prohibit abortion, Roe v. Wade a overturned. 11% of search results for abortion clinic near me and abortion pill actually point to anti abortion fake clinics. The report has found that in those states, 3.7% of the search results in Google Maps were for fake clinics, or 28 were to go to crisis centers. And they don't want that. They want their people to be able to kill their damn babies. What is wrong with you? Kill the babies. And because I don't do them anymore, decide to have fun, I'm gonna play that climate hysterically bumper because this this Italian people, I love you.
1: the Piano piano.
0: Shit, I don't have it. I eat
14: the babies. We got to eat the babies. This is what we should be doing in America. This, this is what we should be doing. We need to just start grabbing the motherfucker. I mean, that motherfucker. Like is. And here's some racist shit. I, I do have that bumper. Everything
5: is racist. Everything is racist according to me.
10: Everything is racist.
14: Uh, it's one of my favorites of all time. We had some good shit this week. We just really had some really good shit. Racist monkeypox are going to rename monkeypox because monkeypox is racist. Man, you got to be racist to think monkey and black. That's you, man. That's all you. Professor, attention white people. Please don't ask if you come to the cookout. Juneteenth is Freedom Day for black folks. It should be Reparations Day for white folks. That, that's not racist. Vice. We believe that Americanism has strayed far from its roots, primarily in connection to the land itself. Now white nationalists want to reclaim nature as a safe space for racists. Okay. White Mexicans have had a role to play in white supremacy. To understand the election, we must understand how whiteness works in Mexican-American communities. We're back to white Mexicans. And once again, these thoughts, they're all college prevalent and Twitter And here's a Slack channel of those Twitter people listening to their new boss, soon to be Elon Musk talk, and shit in their pants. For people listening, I don't think there's any audio to this. scared people, man. They live in a bubble that is just fucking crazy. I mean, you could say conservatives that way that we don't tune into shit or we tune out or we whatever, but I don't go to the world and just scream and yell and demand you to fucking believe what I believe. None of it. I believe what I believe. You believe what you believe. That's the way the world's supposed to work. What the fuck is wrong with these liberals? God bless America. They are... The fascists they scream about. So, we're going to play two trailers for a lighter fare today. Terror on the Prairie and The Old Man.
11: upon your whole family.
10: how your world works.
19: Come with me, I'll tell you everything.
30: I know what started all this. This thing has been buried in the ground for 30 years. I wanted it to stay there. This is not something to underestimate.
7: sees themselves as playing that role you have no idea what i did who
8: i was
19: there's no limit to the damage he'll do or the
8: things he'll destroy it matters to me what happens to you after this it matters to me whether you make it out alive
4: somebody's got to keep an eye on the world the way he does know the game
19: the way he does Ah. what i'm built for it Defending things. Defending. All the best things I've done in my life have been service in service of that.
14: All right. Um Terror on the Prairie, uh Yeah, it's okay. I I gave it a good read because, you know, I support Daily Wire and I think they're great guys. But that um yeah. That's uh that's a little off. I I didn't think it was that great a movie. I think Nick Cersei did a fantastic job. I talked about him on Twitter. anybody follows me on Twitter, he really owned that role, and I think it's a shame that he can't get more work because he doesn't speak woke. But it was a it was it was okay. It just wasn't what I thought it was going to be. The Old Man is Amazing. We watched episode one and two. You can get it on Hulu without commercials. We taped it, but we watched it on Hulu. And I'm going to tell you right now, that motherfucker was the shit. That is the best new series I've seen forever. Jeff Bridges and that crazy motherfucker. Well, that sucks. I had a power outage. Um, John Lithgow is in it. And they do a really good job. John Heck totally manipulates... Uh, the verbiage and the way he walks and talks. I mean, it was just a great O because he plays a young Jeff Bridges. But definitely watch that movie It is or that show. It's just an amazing, the closing to scene one. I just can't even, I can't say enough about it. It was really, really good. So this wraps up another episode of Flyover Politics Podcast. Please go to foppodcast.com to see all the video and audience share with your family and friends disconnect from your devices don't give the yeah yeah stay cool because it's hotter than freaking outside our next show will be the 22nd Um, my health is off and on a little better but i'm still going to come down here and do it i do my walk and i rock in here because that's the best time i have every day two protein bars and 45 minutes of walking and i feel pretty good but there's times the bowel's going crazy. Next doctor's appointment, the 28th. I don't know what the fuck's wrong with me. So if you're praying person, send me some positive vibes. There's been some some days I wanted to eat a bullet through this shit. It's four and a half months of bull crap, and not knowing what it is is the worst part. If I could just have a course of action to heal myself, I'd do it. But they don't even fucking know, and they don't care. I, the best I could get was June 28th, or 27th. i go see a doctor to run some scans. And then July 11th. So it is a long road. Sleep without a CPAP. Hasn't helped it, but it's helped it a little. uh, Because my mask broke. Maybe, maybe uh, more time without CPAP. I don't know. It's it's a suck fest. But positive vibes, be nice. If not, tweet me pictures of the food you eat. I live vicariously through other people. My wife eats bad food every once in a while. She's on a diet. I smell her breath like a dog it gives me something to dream about because graham crackers and fruit cocktail and watermelon and soup. uh, It fucking sucks. So wish me luck. Tune in Wednesday. Until then, thanks for listening and take care.